Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Sean Anderson, and I'm here with my uh, dusty co-host. Uh, Bendito Steve. Bendito Steve. <laughs> that one's going in the show notes. I'm here with Bendito Steve, but he's not <laughs> about to take any of our, uh, our hard-earned, hard-won gold. So he's just here to talk about a great movie. Uh, we're talking about the 1948 movie, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Really good. That was good. I, I see, like you know, I don't know. I, I think I can kind of get there, but I can try <laughs> at least. I'll keep working on it, though, because we've got, you know, we're, we're kicking off our month of Westerns and there may be some more Spanish coming up in our future. Who knows? Who knows? So, welcome to Western month. We just finished animation month and we're doing Westerns now. And I'm excited about this because I, you know, I think people love Westerns, but I don't think that they're maybe the the most widely watched genre and i'm just looking forward to it we got a we got a, a list of really good movies coming up so i'll stop teasing it let's just get to this one here uh you're listening to more movies please i didn't notice but did you use the wrong figure? i did <laughs> So for our audience, Sean decided to flip me the bird today. Apparently, he hates Mondays. I do. I, I'm 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 in a Garfield mood right now, and <laughs> a very uh, uh, like a uh, testy, um, opinionated Garfield mood. Yeah. Well, after this film, you could be a little testy. <laughs> I would be testy after that kind of hard work. And what film are we watching today? We're watching The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Very nice. I wish I said. could roll my R's because uh, it needs it. it need, this film needs it. Are you able to roll your R's? Can, were you able to gain that talent? I don't think so because I was let's see the treasure of the sea. Nope. I can't, <laughs> I, when I went to go see Sierra, I barely can do Madre. Yeah. Like I got like maybe two rolls right. and that's nowhere near what's necessary. See, I, I'm a horrible Hispanic. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, well, you know, do you, well, you did grow up here too in Southern California. Yeah. I don't know. I, I won't shame you or anything. It's just, if, if your language, like I was whitewashed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did grow up in Orange County, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like if your language doesn't, um, require that set of, uh, like mouth dexterity, then it's just not something that you ever develop. You know, English doesn't have that sound. So why do you have to learn how to make it? Yeah, you'd have to practice a yeah. lot. And I've been trying, but I, I feel like I can get close, but it, it doesn't feel like I'm doing it the right way. It just feels like I'm blowing out and making that like machine gun sound we all made as a ki- as kids, <laughs> which is like I everybody says, yeah, it's like that. But, you know, it's just better. I'm like, well, thanks. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's some great instruction there it's, like, it's just better <laughs> it's just like don't be greedy it's just better to take what you have and go yeah yeah <laughs> which is okay so this movie treasures of the sierra madre um uh i guess we can talk about like the the significance of this film in a second i just want to say that uh bogart's character dobbs not Cobbs, as we mm-hmm. erroneously thought um <laughs> is the turnaround on his viewpoint for this money was so extreme and in some ways so fast <laughs> that I yeah. it almost gave me whiplash. I'm like, dude, Bogart, just like 10 minutes ago, you're, you're saying like, hey, once I hit my limit, I'm good. I, I'm out of there. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're all pals here. We'll work together and we'll get rich. And then next scene, yeah, he's like, like, fuck you guys. I've got to kill all of you. Oh, yeah. No, that he was obsessed with it. He's like, how can somebody get obsessed over gold? It's just money. Like, once you have what you want, as you were saying. <laughs> 
I'm good to go, which was complete bullshit once he had this stuff in front of yeah. him. Yeah. Hey. Like he went crazy. And I love the um old man Howard. Yes. Howard, yeah. That he kept on like Dobbs was always giving him a hard time, like, that's a nasty way to think. That's creepy and suspicious. He's like, No, I'm being honest. Back in my day, if I was younger, I probably would have considered that stuff because this is very tempting. But right now, I'm too old to pull this. That's why you know I'm not going to because I can't. Exactly. He's too old for that shit. He's he, he, <laughs> very nice wordplay there. <laughs> One of these days we're going to cover Lethal Heck Weapon, yeah. which you know what? We got to make sure that we have fun with those buddy cop movies. We should do a buddy with, cop like series. <laughs> buddy cop series. And we don't want to spoil anything for you guys whether it's this episode or future ones but there's your spoiler yeah. warning well we're gonna spoil this episode <laughs> spoilers all oh, over yeah. but our episode index is a uh trade secret we're not gonna tell we're not gonna mm-hmm. give away any anything yeah, for the future oh i wasn't supposed to post it on instagram oh damn oh, it Steven. Crap. damn it i knew i shouldn't have trusted you with that account <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's not like you can upload it to twitter <laughs> <laughs> that would be so hard uh I could. Well, the, the Twitter has those those Instagram stories. They got their fleets. I don't even anyway. I don't even know. <laughs> that's, that's why the I correct think response, Stephen. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yes, that I, I just love that his defense as to why he could be trusted is I literally can't do it. So logically, there's no reason for me to try. Uh, that's a fair. That's uh, like I would trust that guy. I would trust uh, old old Howard. I'm like. <laughs> you're yeah, not like, running away very fast why do i have to worry about you yeah you're not trusting him because of his moral code which he actually had a decent one i think so like he i mean he 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 was like he wanted to get rich he was gonna do the hard work but he was also mm-hmm. like he helped out that child who had almost drowned like he yep. was a decent person i think a- as decent as somebody can be in in that world at that time and i feel like he's lived through a lot of this where he's worked hard lost that he said like he's struck it rich and then lost it before so he knows how backbreaking yeah. it is and he just wants to be comfortable so it's like no i'm not gonna risk it when i've already done this before i just want to get what mm-hmm. i need and live happy such a healthy attitude mm-hmm. and even uh i'm forgetting names already even curtain curtain was like hey that's a hell of a name I'm, yeah <laughs> He had sort of the same attitude. I mean, he was younger. He he very easily could have fallen into the trap that uh, Dobbs fell into, but mm-hmm. he kept it together. He he didn't go mad with, with, what would you call it? I don't know, gold fever. Gold fever is good enough for me that Dobbs went mad with gold fever. I love how Howard is like, let's stop at 25,000, which back then is Dude, that's a, a fortune. Lot. That's like, that's uh-huh. like four lifetimes worth of a fortune yeah and even current was like that's more than i planned to get in the first yeah, place yeah that's not <laughs> bad like even now i would not say no to twenty five thousand dollars at all yeah if i was in that kind of backbreaking work like i would probably what i would do if i wanted more is take the 25 close up the mountain which i love the fact that howard wanted to put it back in order after like thanking the mountain like not gonna leave it just ripped open mm-hmm. i would shut everything down go deposit the money somewhere safe and then if after i get home i want more then i would go back after i've secured what i've earned oh yeah but play it safe with what that a massive amount you've already gotten absolutely you know okay just as a quick like fun thing here um i'm looking at the u.s inflation calculator.com this may not be very accurate but who who knows so as far back this goes back to 1913 which i think it's not i'm this movie may have taken place many years before that 
but this is as far back as it goes. So just as sort of like a, a you know, an experiment here, $25,000 in 1913 um, would now be about $664,000. That's a decent amount, especially for back especially then. Especially back then. I think stuff went, like at the beginning of the film, one of my first notes was, you know, stuff went a long, long way. So uh, we open in the beginning of this with uh, Bogart's character, Dobbs, just kind of bumming around um, wherever uh this this city i think they they were in mexico at least i know that because whenever he went to go beg he was like would you uh spot a fellow american a meal or something like that yeah it kept hitting at the same guy over uh, and over (laughs) because he refused to look him in the eye because he was ashamed i'm like wouldn't you want to at least try to make sure you're not hitting the same person up you would think so yeah but uh, he was able to get away with it and get got like look, look, looked like a peso each time from that that white suited man mm-hmm. um and then two pesos at the end when the guy was like just get out of here i want i don't want you asking me for money again um but yeah. he was able to get an entire meal looked like a healthy meal plus a pack of cigarettes for 80 cents so mm-hmm. you know we're talking we're talking how far you can stretch some money Twenty five thousand dollars. I I would believe it if that could last, you know, half a lifetime for for Howard. Definitely. Oh, it it could definitely last that. That I want to get your opinion on this because when he did that and got the money, mm. okay, getting a meal. Of course, if I was struggling, I'd want a hot meal. I'd probably like some of the training courses I've gone through to help like deal and relate to people who are living in like on the streets is they're not thinking long term which unfortunately most of the world doesn't do that. They're thinking like fight or flight one moment at a time. So getting a hot meal right then and there is what you're concerned with. But I would hope I would still not buy a packet of cigarettes. I could save that for another meal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have you ever been a smoker? I haven't been, but you ever smoked some cigarettes? Uh, not enough to actually like get hooked. Wouldn't like consider yourself a friend a that I keep punching. Oh, okay, yeah. No, like I, I literally, and this is going out to you, Corey. You know this shit. <laughs> yeah, but Corey. I will punch him every time he goes outside to smoke. And like this last time when I saw him, like when we first could hang out in the summer in the pandemic, like outside from a mm-hmm. distance, he laughed because he's like, "Hey, I can smoke, and you can't hit me." So I took my shoe off, ran past him, and smacked him from from arm's distance. <laughs> good <laughs> so i still did not make contact with my body <laughs> I hit him with a shoe. should get you um like a like a jousting uh pole with like a big old foam mm-hmm. or or some like foam hand on the end so you can still smack them with it <laughs> yeah well i have the stereotypical hispanic genes to be able to fling a chocolate <laughs> so perfect well then yeah you gotta live up to it mm-hmm. but i guess my equivalent of smoking would be soda Oh, sure, sure, sure. So so I, I get the impression that smoking back then, I mean, it, this was at a time when I think it's it's mm. uh, health effects were not known. Known at all. At all. <laughs> like it's, you know, they were probably or prescribing least... cigarettes like, oh, somebody's got anxiety. Well, the doctor's going to say, well, start smoking up. It'll, it'll calm your, it'll calm As your nerves. As he's smoking up in the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, it was almost medicinal and it, it looked like a lot of the cigarettes they had probably were not the cigarettes that we have nowadays. They weren't full of yeah. shit and garbage and poison. It was probably... It was just like tobacco, tobacco that was rolled yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, you saw in several scenes there are people trading tobacco leaves and rolling up and having... Like, you don't have any papers? Exactly, yeah. Um, so, it. I mean, any smoke that you're putting into your lungs probably isn't great for your lungs, but... Mm. Uh, compared to cigarettes nowadays maybe not as bad 
Um, but I, I get the impression that it is, I mean, I think cigarettes have always been a social thing, but also it's just like, this is, this is just a, a fact of life. Everybody smokes. What are you going to do with your hands if you're not smoking? Yeah. So, so this just could be current where the times that we're living in judgment that I was just like, yeah, no, I agree with I you. I feel though. like the pack, like if I were to buy a soda mm. to use my vice with the meal, that probably wouldn't have got me a full meal. But I feel like a pack of cigarettes could have gotten like maybe half a meal or a sandwich or something. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah, something so, to tide you over. It was interesting to see his priorities because when he you were mentioning, he was like, oh, yeah, when I have the money I want, I'm going to stop. But seeing how he was treating people and the, when he got money, mm-hmm. he got money, he bought food. He got a second pay, so he got a shave, which, hey, okay, you know what? Maybe you want to do better so you can get a better yeah. job. But then when that kid was trying to sell him a lottery ticket... He was treating him so poorly when the kid was pretty much doing the same thing he's been doing. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I think that's why uh, Dobbs could never look that the the guy in the white suit in the eye is because mm-hmm. um, he he feels such a, a like a shame about what he was doing. Like you said, like to the point where he thinks that and he I don't know, he, he thinks he's better. He clearly thinks he's better than everybody else. Otherwise, the rest of what happened in this movie wouldn't have happened. Um, but he's yeah. so ashamed of his status. I don't know. I, I bet in his mind, he was always, you know, uh, he, he's a millionaire, like a temporarily inconvenienced millionaire in his head. Like he, he's going to get the, that money eventually. Just right now, he has to slum it a little bit. And yeah, he's ashamed that of that. I'm better than all this. Yeah. He's better than that kid who's who's looking for lottery money. Even though that kid came through, like helped him get the the tools he needed to go searching for that gold. Without the kid, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been able to to go on that hunt, which maybe ultimately would have been better for him. Yeah. Well, it's just like the the old Howard, the older gentleman, was just wise because he's like, gold can drive people crazy. Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised. Like this movie had at least one iconic line that I finally got to see where it came from. Yeah. I knew it was a movie. Yeah. But I'm surprised this one then also have like money is the root of all evil in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was clearly the theme of it. But yeah, it's a little surprising. <laughs> somebody didn't like, you know, elbow somebody else in the ribs and go like, hey, money, you know, money's going to corrupt you. It's it's the root of all evil, mm-hmm. man. That seems like something Curtin would have said. Maybe Curtin was really good because there were so many times that Dobbs went after yeah. him. Oh, yeah. And he kept on like, just like, See, I'm not doing this to you. Even when the tables are turning, just kept giving him chances. I, I think Curtin was just like, yeah, I want my money, but I also believe that people are generally okay. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I like he just he just wants to get his in life and and live a decent life, and like he doesn't want to be an outlaw or a bandit or or just some thief. He's just like, I just want to, I don't know, hang out on Pick a farm fruit. or whatever. Yeah, he wanted to go on a fruit farm. Exactly. Yeah, which was easy peasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Howard just wanted to, you know, hang out a little bit. Howard came out very well at the end of this one. I got to tell you, mm-hmm. that man was revered nearly as a god by the end of this film. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to say one thing creeped me out. And this is not like against the movie entirely. It was just like when they were like feeding him food. It was like fanning him with the palm front. It was a little weird. Yeah, it was just <sighs> the well, the girl that was feeding him food that he looked like the salt off her hand. Oh, yeah. Seemed like she was like in her teens. I'm like, no, no, no. And he, she's smiling at him, and he's smiling. At her. I'm like, Ooh. Was little, that was the only thing that really rubbed me the wrong way. But uh-huh. it's just the time that the movie was made. We don't gotta cancel it. It's just more yeah. 
that creeped me out but putting that aside I mean, yeah time the movie this movie was made in 48 and it was set i don't know what 19th century easily probably so yeah, yeah different time uncomfortable to watch nowadays but yeah yeah keep keep all of that context in mind and understand that you know just because yeah. it happened it in just... the past doesn't mean it has to be acceptable now but you can still uh, watch a movie you can still watch a movie like this there's nothing wrong with enjoying it oh yeah i completely agree i, I just wanted to mention like ooh, that kind of creeped me out as it much was a just creepy, because though. yeah because i mean it, it was weird on a few different levels it was you know a bunch of very young girls um uh like uh latin girls feeding this older white dude who ollie i mean he saved a child i don't know if that is really enough to like elevate howard to that sort of a status in the community and for like all of his life it depends what kind of village it was like how advanced the culture it yeah it wasn't very advanced and he he did say that they had made him basically their entire government by the end of it by the end of the film <laughs> which is fine you know i i like it seemed like howard was a decently educated or at least worldly man so i i think uh that relationship in the you know in the village between Howard and and the 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 people in that village isn't a one way street. It's not like Howard's taking everything and not giving back anything. Oh yeah, no, no. He wants to. I have no concerns with how he's gonna accept his newfound wealth, so to right. speak. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think everybody will benefit from that. So I, you know, mm. Howard ended up okay. Curtin, I, I, okay. So, so what? Curtin seemed like he was on the right. Path I think so. To, Although it. it, mm. it happened because of a tragedy that was sad so they you know when they when they're up in the mountains of the sierra madre um i still can't do it. i'm not even gonna try it um uh, like um what happens curtain it's not the way that you're pronouncing it. it's just your enthusiasm was what making me smile i'm like oh you're really into this which you, you should be really. it's a it, this was fun was, yeah so um <laughs> they end up in the mountains they're they're digging panning for gold I, i'm not entirely sure what the process could be called. i think they were panning for gold because they didn't really get nuggets they were just getting like gold dust gold, uh, yeah which yeah. is probably even harder <laughs> it seemed like it yeah uh yeah mm. the entire i i don't know how to do what they did the entire process seemed complex and like multi-staged thing you know um there's a lot not a lot of instant gratification it's not like they dug and like hit a big old like arm like arm load of just this entire like huge golden nugget thing it was yeah anyway so um they're they're up there they're working they end up i guess running out of water supplies so curtain has to go back down to town and in doing so runs Mm. into this guy named cody um who seemed well-meaning i i think he he doesn't he didn't really want to screw with anybody he was just like hey why is this guy like being all evasive and and like clearly hiding something yeah cody he didn't seem like as you said he seemed well-meaning but he definitely was forceful and that was risky because pretty much threatening somebody to let them join, let you join them. His argument was valid. Yeah. Like it would be a benefit to have him help out going forward. But considering how cautious and on edge they were because of Dobbs already. I know. Yeah. It didn't bode well for no. him. I, I Cody probably couldn't have guessed that Dobbs was in the middle of, uh serious insanity but i you know at at this time like we had mentioned it it was a time when i you know there were laws but it was hard to enforce them unless you saw somebody shooting somebody else at that time mm. then you you could get away with doing a lot so 
I, it seemed like a mistake to follow this dude up into the mountains and then introduce yourself to a trio of people who didn't want to be found <laughs> and wanted to be left alone. And then you say, like, I'm not leaving until you tell me what's going on. And here are your options. You can kill me, you can let me go, or you can let me join in. I'm like, of course the option they're going to choose is to kill you. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think Howard w- w- was the one that chose, like, just let him in because he was like, I already have my fair share. Yeah. Whatever going forward is just going to be a bonus and this will make the work easier. Curtin, I think, was just so stressed by Dobbs that he agreed to the killing part. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Dobbs was ready to kill everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I, Dobbs almost almost did it the moment he saw Cody, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Curtin well, he was... punched his lights out. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked him to the floor. Like, that was that was an, a great old-timey uh, movie punch. Oh, yeah, the old-timey movie punch and the old-timey movie... <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, picking up a pork chop and slapping it against a wall sound. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, oh, man. I, I think you're right. I think Curtin was just like, I, I'm feeling kind of in over my head, and I don't want to piss off Dobbs, because Howard Howard's kind of old. He's not going to help me out too well. <laughs> so... I guess we'll kill Cody, but they don't oh, yeah. end up speaking getting a chance to kill Cody. Sadly, well, sadly, not sadly. I I wish Cody didn't <laughs> die because that was like the one of the most tragic parts of this entire film. Probably the most tragic part because Dobbs going crazy. Like eh, I mean, it yeah. was it was a, a a tragedy of like classical proportions. But Cody had a wife and a kid, and you know, a nice yep. farm to go home to. And the wife in her letter to him was like, you know what, whatever you can, uh, or like the, the pain of not having you here is far outweighed. Um, it it weighs so much more than than whatever you could find. Like just, we can, I don't care if we're poor, as long as we can be poor together, (laughs) you know, poor, poor or rich, as long as we're we're together, then I'm happy. Yeah. He should have just stayed with his family. Yeah. That it cracked me up because all that fighting and then the one who should have gotten shot didn't i know yeah and cody <laughs> just not yet cody dies in just like crossfire or something like it was almost mm-hmm. a throwaway death it was sad yeah and dobbs i'm happy that he got the ending he did yeah yeah because he was really messing people up like Curtin. Although, what an ending that was so violent yeah and I, i'm okay with it and i know it's dark but i am but curtain had dragged him out of the collapsed mine they could have had his share and he would have been fine because technically the mountain killed him. But no, he went in not only risking his own life, but losing an excuse to keep extra money. Yeah, you know, I forgot about that. Yeah, I screw Dobbs for going so crazy toward Curtin and eventually trying to kill him. Because like he's, Curtin proved multiple times that he wasn't trying to take his he was share. totally trustworthy. Absolutely. Even with the dragon? That too. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, I know when when you're when you're face to face with like craziness with with insanity, their logic and sense just doesn't come into play. It doesn't exist anymore in Dobbs's head. But it's still so frustrating to see. To you just want to yell at the screen like, "Come on, Dobbs! Curtains on your side. Howard's on your. Nobody's trying to do anything to you. Just cool it, man. Like sit in some shade for a while. Take a drink of water. Just calm mm-hmm. down for a little bit. You." You are going, you're spending too much time outside. You just need to relax. Just way too much time outside in the sun. So one random thing I want to add, and it's a bad joke. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because when this movie is made, I'm not holding anything against it because of its timing. It's 1948 again. But yeah, they're bandits. I love that the Mexican bandits look like the Tapatio guy (laughs) on the hot sauce. (laughs) 
It does, doesn't it? Every one of them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if they got that from the hot sauce and or if the hot sauce got it from them, but I just saw that and I was just like, oh boy. And it didn't offend me at all. I just found it really I funny. I want to go one further. <laughs> all of the, the women in the, the village that Howard was uh, found himself in, um, is it just me or do they do they look uh, very similar to the woman on the label of the Cholula hot sauce? Oh, dang. Now all we we could keep going one step further with the chick what was it? The Chiquita Oh, I can't the even say it. Banana? No, the bananas. That's, that's one step too far, Stephen. I won't do and that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I when was Tapatio invented? Tapatio. Tapatio hot sauce. It's been around since 71. Okay, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so they took it from the movie. Well, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's my favorite conspiracy theory, and it's the only one I want to believe in. Yeah. Oh, now all I'm thinking about is I Love Lucy with that fruit bowl hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going down a very bad rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, the... It, it, it's it, it, i don't think it's out of bounds uh, i think it's very accurate to say that a lot of a, a fair amount of the um hispanic people in this movie were kind of caricatures of hispanic people i mean not surprising hollywood at this time was uh chiquita bananas is what i was trying the word i was looking you for got it man sorry right. <laughs> yeah, hollywood at this time was just i don't know if you were a non-white star or or actor um at this time i mean it was bad times you were probably getting work but the like you were not leading a film and the only work you were getting Mm -hmm. was as you know a (laughs) a sweaty dirty bandit you know in a film like this and i don't know it's work work is work and i i think uh, i i do appreciate that they were featured very extensively in this film um in in a wide range of roles you know some were criminals Mm -hmm. some were just like villagers who wanted to they you know have a good life and live the way they live and save their children and some were part of uh like the federal police force yeah the i like the police force because they were just like no no holds bar no if you get caught (laughs) by them then you're done for you're digging Digging your own grave grave. but they were also very kind and they let that uh that bandit get his you know die in his sombrero yeah it's like no no have your thing and speaking of, but yeah, but the federales definitely had some, they were nice to the people that they were in doling justice out to. Yeah. I, you know, unlike a lot of other um, films that take place, um, you know, quote unquote, south of the border down in Mexico. I think if you, if you watch mm-hmm. a film that takes place uh, in sort of like modern Mexico now, they, it usually paints the picture of the, the uh, police force just being top to bottom 100% corrupt. And yeah. I didn't really get that impression here. I mean, the the only people they were they seemed to be executing were actual criminals. Like they were they were yeah. uh, dispensing justice and it seemed to be fair justice. So the cocaine fields hadn't taken I over. Guess so, yeah. So I, you know, hats off to this film in that sense. And I also, you know, it it made a lot of this film difficult for me to understand because I am not fluent in Spanish. I picked up on I, I could kind of piece together a lot of what they're saying, but I do also appreciate that they let the Spanish actors speak in Spanish without trying to translate into subtitles. It was just like, I don't know, unless I watched a weird version of this film that I there weren't any subtitles. And it was just like these people live in Mexico. This is the language they speak. They don't speak English, so why would we give it to you in English? Yeah, they didn't have any subtitles or dubbing 
Which dub, Oof. when you dub, oh boy. Yeah. Which is surprising because <laughs> but, they were dub crazy back in this time. So I don't know if they just didn't have anybody who could translate to make subtitles or they just... It had to have been a, a, a conscious choice, you know, unless... So that you can feel like this is how these Americans feel in this different country? I think so. I mean, I... Because they definitely didn't write the script because there are times where I'm listening to them and I'm not fluent, right. but I was like... That sentence does not belong in this conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I feel like the, they were just like, just talk in Spanish, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't doubt it at all. I, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. And that's probably, maybe that's why they didn't put subtitles. <laughs> yeah. It's because a lot of it would have been just nonsense. Um, but we got our iconic line in English. We did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do the accent, but this, I think I had. I don't know if I didn't know this or I'd forgotten that this movie was was in or these these lines were in this film, but it was mm-hmm. cool to. Um, I felt like uh, you, you you familiar with that that recent like Leonardo DiCaprio from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood meme where he's holding a glass of like whiskey and pointing at the television. I felt yeah. like that. I was like, hey, is this from this film? We don't need no stinking badges or no. Yep, what do you say? I was I, just like, there it is. That's not the. That's what everybody thinks the line is. The line is, I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Yep. So that that was <laughs> oh, cool to man. see. And yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the English was peppered throughout here. Um. But yeah, I, I think not having subtitles was an intentional choice and it had to have had studio backing. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I guess that John Houston, the director had some significant sway and pull with the studios because I would imagine that studio heads would want to put subtitles in the film because excluding a good portion of the audience from understanding what is being said, you know, if you think like, an, a studio executive you you could uh, assume that oh god that's lost money that's going to put people off from seeing this film so we need to put subtitles oh, yeah. so that everybody will give us money exactly they would want more people because you know you probably had some audience members in the past going i can't understand this movie i'm just walk out and ask for their money mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. yeah yeah give me my quarterback it, it did have a decent amount of spanish in there without a translation i mean i i think everybody was all of the actors were so expressive and um Mm -hmm. uh, emotive in other ways you know body language and hands and and just like the energy of those those moments so you can even if you don't understand spanish like understand exactly zero of it i think you could still uh understand what's happening in a scene yeah you can have a decent understanding of what's going on that the scenes were pretty clear for themselves like the whole bandits that took the donkeys mm-hmm. they weren't talking in english but they made it very clear like look here's the donkey serial number which cracked me up <laughs> like yeah. they didn't say that but that's just my brain going oh look a brand to show where this purchase was from but i'm thinking donkey serial numbers, or <laughs> numbers. <laughs> absolutely yeah and oh that did that that's that was um that spelled curtains for those bandits yeah, at least curtains didn't have curtains drawn on curtain. Thankfully, thankfully, curtain made it out alive. He <laughs> ended up uh, presumably Even after that bar fight. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, curtain presumably ended up uh, going down to where was it, Texas or something, and marrying that yeah. widow. I don't know. Probably knowing then. <laughs> yeah, come back and say, hey, I found this this note. Your man's dead. I can work a farm, and then you know, bah, later on, year later. <laughs> They, so going from wanting to kill him to honoring him and taking his place in his family. Well, like we said before, I, I think Curtin agreed to kill him very begrudgingly. I don't know that he really wanted to kill him. He was just like, I don't I don't yeah. want to die by Dobbs' hand. Okay. So willing to kill yeah. him. It was just like, well, oh, now we have to bury him and send money to his family. I'm just like, 
That is a switch from this last conversation. Yeah. I, I would bet but money it, that it makes he's sense. going to um, conveniently keep uh, all of this. He's not going to tell her the entire story. He's not going to say, like, we were going to kill him, but somebody beat us to it. Probably something along the lines of, he came to dig for gold with us and he saved our lives. Yeah, we were about to, we were we all, about, all about to be slaughtered by, by bandits and he, and he saved us. He technically did. He really did. Yeah, he did. And chased off the bandits. And then the bandits got chased off even more by federales, soldiers or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a wild west. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> in, but in the South. Oh, no. You know, I, I wish I, I knew more about geography and, and borders around this time. I This could have been Southern California at that time. That's true. Because there was a time that California was a part of yeah, yeah so, so who I knows know. um all, all i can say is a western it was sunny film. and dusty there <laughs> yes a perfect film for kicking off this western month i i think so i was so this was one of my choices um because mm-hmm. i got three um because it's my birthday month whoa um yeah, yeah. so <laughs> turning 35 ah uh, that's weird to say um so i wanted to have sort of a range of westerns from you know early hollywood middle 70s hollywood and then kind of recent and i was i put this one on here because i always heard that it was like one of the best movies ever made and seemed like an interesting western although maybe not like the westerns that we're used to it didn't have like a bunch of like it didn't have a standoff in you know a high noon it didn't have the standoff or yeah the high noon gunfight i will not spoil our episode index, but I will tell people we do have stuff like that coming we up. We definitely do. I'm very excited so, about that. Just so nobody thinks we're skipping that. We have some of that from older classic movies, and we've also picked some newer stuff that will emulate that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've seen, I've seen a decent amount of Westerns. Not a lot of like classic Westerns, but I maybe, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners or Steven. But this one seems kind of unique in its story. It, it wasn't, I, I don't know, I feel like a lot of Westerns are um, somebody is trying to live a peaceful life and then this bad guy comes in and, and like upsets the natural order and then you have to like try to get him out. You got to kill him. And that, yeah, that seems to be like what a lot of Westerns are. That's what most of the classic Westerns were. Yeah. This one had its own unique because it was a Western in that time frame. Mm having some of the wild west ish like law more of like the wild west law was present yeah. but they actually focused on people just interacting in a kind of everyday aspect because right. panning for gold was definitely a norm at that time yeah 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 so that was the nine to five. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah this was just three guys working a job and yep <laughs> and the contract went south contract went yes yes absolutely and i okay by the end of this one I wasn't feeling I, I I feel like I got to the end of this one. I was like, that was a good movie. But I wasn't thinking like, oh, that was a great, great movie until I started considering um, the story in more it, it, like really what the story was. And I, I had been thinking like, oh, it was just, you know, some guy going crazy until I, I really decided that, OK, this wasn't just like some dude going crazy. This was like a Greek Shakespearean level tragedy of of one man just like being tempted by um just you know just uh succumbing to his temptations and then going like batshit crazy like to like insane proportions to the point where he's willing to kill everybody and he's driving you know he's 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 not sleeping he's second guessing himself he's wondering if like 
oh, do I need, sh- I shot Curtin, but maybe I should go back to make sure that he's actually dead. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, I realized that the the story and the, the path that uh, Dobbs took was just so much bigger a- a- in scope. And it felt, it did to me at least feel very, like I said, Shakespearean. It was a very big story and a very big um, transformation for a character. It, I would say Dobbs did transform. Like I, at the beginning, did see hints of this personality that came out in him later, mm-hmm. early on, like, but gradually. Yeah. I kind of feel like the promise of money and the finding of the money or the gold, to be precise, amplified what he wanted to be like because he always wanted to kind of just be something more be better than most so but as you were saying it was a huge transformation i think i agree with you with the movie that is it one like i'm gonna go hey you guys have to watch this because it's great gunfights but no it was a well-rounded story curtain we got to see somebody who is pretty level-headed showed us that finding simple things in life is what will make you happy that when they spoiler alert as always (laughs) lost the money at the end <sighs> to the wind <Yeah>. no less <laughs> they they lost it a few times really because dobbs stole it um the bandits yeah. stole it and then the wind just blew it away mm-hmm. so it the wind was just the final thing that just swept it away yeah. that was so sad <laughs> but curtain it was just like hey i'm only out a couple hundred like he wasn't counting what they could have had as a loss just what he had invested i'm like all he lost was some a time. Great perspective yeah uh-huh and then he was like i'm gonna move on I love Howard's reaction. Like one, it went back to the mountain too. He's like, all you can do is laugh it off. And he wasn't like, I thought he was going insane from the loss, but it was just more of like, eh, that's life. (laughs) I like, I mean, he went through what, like 10 months of work and everybody was trying to kill him. Uh, he went through so much and dealt with so much from Dobbs specifically. Like if I, if I was going through that, I would probably laugh that, that, what would you say? Grandly. Yeah. My thought is like, I don't think he like lost it though. I think it was just like, he was just like, whatever. (laughs) It it was, it was like a crazy joke that just overtakes you. And you know, one of those things that it it was like an inside joke between Howard and Curtin. And it was like, yeah, once you get in the middle of one of those, it's just funnier than it has any right to be. Uh But I just love how they both took her. Just like, eh, we're still alive. (laughs) I know it could be a lot worse. We could be Dobbs or, or, uh, Cody. Yeah. We we could be Cody dead. got off easy. Dobbs got chopped up. Oh, man, got macheted to death. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a comment. Yeah, I Dobbs. I think at at no point really, really uh, was worth. I don't know worthy of redemption. I know I I may I want everybody to. I want to believe that everybody's worthy of redemption. But he wasn't doing anything to really earn that redemption. His character, at least with the time we got to spend with him, didn't show us any redemption qualities. At least yeah. with the time we had. Right. Maybe later on, but after he just like takes a vacation for a, a few weeks, maybe he would calm down again. Yeah. Although if he Who if knows? he was you know. It seems like he's prone to madness and he could have taken a vacation and gone right back out and would have probably ended up in the same place. He's just somebody who probably just doesn't trust anybody else. Yeah. Or just thinks everybody's out to get him and that's why he's having a hard time. Yeah. Which is so, so cr- I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to really relate to Dobbs because I, I, I want to believe that if I was in that trio, that I would be more of the curtain type. I'd just be like, dude. We're all coming out ahead here. Let's just keep it cool. Why are you going crazy, man? I feel like I would be, well, this is all speculation of what we would <laughs> hope. I want to be like you with being the curtain type. 
I feel like I would have a little of the Dobbs paranoia, but with the Howard logic of we're going to keep it safe and hidden because we can go mad, but I'm not going to like always be distrusting you guys. Right. Like if you're going to rob me, you're going to rob me. Plain and simple. It's going to happen. I mean, everybody's got guns then. Yeah. Although I, Mm -hmm. I feel like all of this could have been prevented if they had just chosen to like pool all of the gold they found and then work together to get it to uh, where it could be, you know, s- sold and then split the profits. The only thing is if one person's on watch at night to make sure they don't get robbed, that person can take off where the other two are sleeping. That's true. That's true. But I, I don't know. Either way mm-hmm. was going to be not great, probably. But maybe working together and not, you know, divvying things up every night. Who knows? Dobbs was going to go crazy regardless. What would have been great is if they had found like a cave with a really heavy boulder that only, it takes all three of them to move oh, yeah. and put the gold in there so that no one person can get to it without the others. That's a good point. Cause they didn't have a safe with three keys kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or three different parts of the combination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we don't have to deal with that. Fortunately, no, what happened happened. Dobbs went crazy. Uh, after he said he would be fine. He basically started this whole thing saying like, I'm the, I'm the sanest one out of us. You know, I'll, I'm going to lead this expedition. We'll be okay. Until mm-hmm. Howard started proving his worth, you know, because they almost started digging up pyrite at the beginning. Yeah. Wasting water. That too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that I didn't really understand. It's like, why are you guys just dumping water wash, around? Like it's, they were washing away the dirt to see what was underneath. I like use your hand, use your shirt sleeve. <laughs> they were excited they thought they struck it rich without any real they thought the hiking was the work yeah that's true i mean i can't blame them (laughs) if you see glittery golden stuff and it's in giant boulder Mm -hmm. form i'd be like whoa we're we're super wealthy that's your first time dealing with it yeah yeah i mean that find nuggets that big then you're a millionaire at that time so yep um so yeah this the story was fascinating um I really enjoyed watching Walter Houston as Howard, as I think everybody has. Mm -hmm. He's sort of, I mean, he won an Oscar for his role, uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor Oscar for Howard. And I think he did a great job. He was also the the director's father, which is great. (laughs) It it was a really neat family affair. Um, The director said that this is his favorite performance of his father's. I would agree. He did a great job that I think that, at least for me, would bring us to the rent or buy if there's no other option but currently at least when we watched it Mm -hmm. it is available on prime if you have a prime membership yeah yeah but what about you would this be a rental if you had to or a purchase you know i purchased this one and i'm not unhappy that i did and i can see myself watching it uh, a few more times after this first viewing um you know like we talked about it's not sort of that like typical western that maybe a lot of people are familiar with it is more of like Mm -hmm. a character study then you know all about gunfighting in action although it has a little bit of that um so i i would say buy it i think you you would i don't know i think i think people can enjoy this one and it's a classic for a reason yeah i'm just gonna say buy it this one has really stood the test of time and has only grown in in i think estimation and quality i i I don't think you'd be unhappy if you if you purchased it i'm not unhappy because apparently i had purchased it a long time ago Uh because i was just going to add it to my voodoo account Uh And I was happy it was on Prime, and then I watched it, and then looked at my voodoo to go add it to my uh, list, and I'm like, oh, already I already there. own it. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and happy, because I was going to get it anyway, and 
it actually has a 100% tomato meter. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. And is mm-hmm. I, I want to look this up because sometimes the case is like, you know, it's got um, 100%, um, but it's only from like two movie reviewers. Well, for Voodoo, at least for like the people who watch it uh-huh. there, four and a half stars out of five. That's pretty dang good. Out of 2,372 people clicking their stars. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's got 50 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, which is eh, it's pretty decent. 25,000 ratings, the audience score is 93%. So I'd say that speaks for itself. I think so, yeah. I, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a fine time. And it's not well, like a three-hour def- movie either, so <laughs> you'll... Oh, yeah, it was pretty short considering like some of the stuff we've watched <laughs> or will watch uh, yeah but i definitely have to thank you for adding this film to the episode index i was happy to see it all the way through finally oh, me too yeah yeah because mm-hmm. you feel like i recall you saying you'd watch this in bits and pieces in the past so yeah. finally got to see it in one sitting mm-hmm. and we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode in one sitting We hope you enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching this movie and talking about it Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever a person can leave a review. It truly does help us share these fascinating, fun, and I would say this one's pretty timeless. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Any Bogart movie is, but definitely this one. Yep. I am one of your Stinking Badges co-hosts, Stephen Reyes. But we we do need Stinking Badges for this one here. We should get some more Movies Please badges. (laughs) Oh, we should. Or like a challenge coin or something. That's not a bad idea. Challenge yeah, coin. Yeah, I'm yes. down for that. All right. Oh, uh, we'll add those. I'm Sean Anderson. To the links yeah, later. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. We'll we'll get that going. We'll start selling merchandise, and that's how we'll 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 live off of this. <laughs> uh huh. So I'm I'm Sean Anderson, and this is more movies. Please don't machete me. Who is gonna machete you, Stephen? Do you have Do you have enemies? Do you have bandits on your tail? Always.